Welcome to the Aging Well Podcast. I'm Jeff Armstrong, here with Corbin Bruton. In this and the episodes that follow, we will share candid discussions on aging and hear from the experts. We are here to inform and encourage as we experience, well, aging. This is part six on our series on the seven habits of highly effective aging. The habits to be discussed include keeping self-esteem, maintaining fitness, being busy, remaining connected, being happy and making others happy, fighting for rights, and planning for fourth age. This is part one of a two-part look at the habit of planning for fourth age. In this episode, Dr. Armstrong discusses seven general considerations for planning for third and fourth age. We made it to the seventh habit of highly effective aging. Corbin couldn't be with me today, so I'll be taking this on as a solo podcast. So to reiterate, Habit seven is planning for fourth age. According to the article titled Seven Habits for Third Age Elderly, this includes proper advanced financial planning for the last phase of life, writing a will, creating a clear estate plan, etc. Making a decision where to spend last period of life, whether in own home or shift to an old age home, is also important. This detailed planning, if done properly, will make last period of life much smoother. So this really sounds like what we are trying to accomplish here on the Aging Well podcast. And I think we could take it a little bit further in really preparing to prolong the third age as long as possible and trying to keep fourth age as short as possible. Now to remind the listeners of the four ages, according to Peter Laslett's theory of the three ages, life consists of four ages. Its culmination comes at the third age. First age is the era of dependence, socialization, immaturity, and learning. Second age is the era for independence, maturity, responsibility, and working. Third age is the era of personal achievement and fulfillment after retirement. And fourth age is the era for final dependence, decrepitude, and death. So our goal is to be best prepared for our retirement years financially as well as physically. So the article suggests that we should be planning for last phase of life by preparing financially, writing a will, creating a clear estate plan, planning where to spend our last period of life, and so on. But really, we should be planning for the third age as well. What should one do during the second age to prepare for third age and fourth age? Throughout the recent podcasts, we've been consulting chat GPT in some of these discussions. And so I asked what AI has to say about planning for fourth age. And it's interesting, ChatGPT responded to the question, quote, the concept of fourth age does not have a universal agreed upon definition or significance. It is primarily used within the context of J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy world of Middle Earth, where it refers to the era that follows the events depicted in The Lord of the Rings. If you are referring to planning for a fictional fourth age in Middle-earth, it would largely depend on your personal interpretation and creative vision, as there is no canonical material beyond the age of the third age. However, if you are using the term fourth age metaphorically to describe a new era or phase in your own life, 
or the world at large. Here are some general considerations for planning, unquote. And it goes on to discuss seven general considerations for planning. These include reflect on the present, set goals and aspirations, develop resilience, stay informed and be open-minded, foster relationships and community, consider sustainability, plan for contingencies, and take action and iterate. These aren't exactly what we are looking for, but they seem relevant. So let's dive into these a little bit. Beginning with reflect on the present, ChatGPT says, take stock in the current state of affairs, both personally and globally. Understand the prevailing trends, challenges, and opportunities that may shape the future. I think this is very good advice for somebody who is in second age, is looking toward retirement. I mean, we look at this financially as we look to determine how we should be investing our money so that we get the best returns, that we have the most amount of money for retirement and fourth age. We want to look at trends regarding health, medical care, travel, retirement opportunities. What are some of the financial benefits of maybe relocating in retirement? You know, is it going to be cheaper for us to move to an area with lower taxes? Uh, so all of these things can be very important in the moment in terms of looking forward into our third and fourth ages. So reflect on the present. What's going on currently politically, socially, uh, psychologically, whatever it might be that will affect our upcoming futures. Number two is set goals and aspirations. I think we talk about this a lot in the podcast. What do we do to plan for the future? We want to be goal-oriented. We want to have that growth mindset so that we're planning for more than just simply, I'm going to quit my job and figure out what to do from there. We want to define what we hope to achieve and experience in this new phase, in this third age. You know, what do we want our third age and our fourth age to be? We need to establish clear, realistic, and meaningful objectives that align with our values and our aspirations. So how do we want to present ourselves spiritually? physically, intellectually, emotionally, and socially as we enter into our third and fourth years. Third is develop resilience. We want to cultivate the mental, emotional, and physical resilience to be able to adapt to the uncertainties and challenges that may arise. Remember, we can't predict what's going to happen in our third age or even into our fourth age. We know that we can be besieged with health issues that are out of our control, sometimes within our control. Uh, financial crises may occur. We have the potential for the loss of a loved one. Uh, there's so many different things that can happen to us in any of our ages. And so we need to be adequately prepared and have the resilience to be able to meet with those uncertainties and challenges that might arise. So we need to build a social support network. You know, have those close friends who are going to be able to guide us through some of these difficult times. Uh, this is where you know, church membership can be very valuable to older individuals and often why the most churched age is probably the third and fourth age, particularly as we near closer to the fourth age. We want to invest in our personal growth, uh, that personal growth, having resilience and 
goals that are set for us spiritually, physically, intellectually, emotionally, and socially are going to help us to have some more of that resilience. And as well, we want to maintain a positive mindset. We talk about that a lot on the podcast is how do we show our gratitude, which is attitude with two T's. How do we remain positive when there's so much negativity around us? We could do this through journaling, through reading, through listening to podcasts that might help to motivate us and to give us a more positive mindset. We could do this through meditation. We can do it through numerous different means of just simply maintaining that positive mindset. So we have to find out what works for us and do what we can to develop the resilience that is going to enable us to age well. Number four is stay informed and be open-minded. We want to keep up with the current events, emerging technologies, and social developments. We want to embrace a continuous learning mindset and remain open to new ideas and perspectives. Um, So this kind of follows what I was just talking about in terms of having a bit more of a growth mindset, having goals and aspirations, developing that resilience. We want to keep an open mind. We want to realize that society changes as we age and current events are going to steer opportunities and challenges in front of us. And certainly technologies are emerging at a tremendous rate. Um, you know, I'm not quite in my third age yet, but at 60, you know, I've experienced in 60 years of life, tremendous shifts in technology. And that just seems to be coming faster and faster and faster. And for those who are older, those who are in the more latter years of their third age or those who are in fourth age, Sometimes some of these technologies can be overwhelming and we have to just kind of keep up on these things and we have to keep up on social developments, what's going on in our communities. And this is where, you know, some discussion about social media and some of the different social outlets that we might have available to us can help us to keep in connected and to have the discussions. And I think it's just really, really important for us as we age and really at any age to be open-minded and be willing to hear the opposing sides. And as we look at our society today, I mean, I think we're probably more divided than we've ever been and, and more closed minded. And the more we close our minds off to new ideas and new opportunities, the more miserable we're going to be. And so I think it's important that we embrace that continuous learning mindset and be open to new ideas and perspectives. Read things that are challenging our current ideas and our current mindset. You know, watch programming that challenges us a little bit. Listen to opposing views. We don't have to change our views. We just simply have to acknowledge and to kind of evaluate some of the alternatives that there are to our current understandings and our current belief systems. Number five is foster relationships and community. We want to nurture meaningful connections with loved ones, friends, and colleagues. So it's important that we focus on relationships. And we really only need to be focusing in on those few most close relationships. And family is going to be especially important. And I know for a lot of the listeners, Some of those family relationships can be pretty tarnished 
to be, they could be pretty divisive. And as we enter into third age, we begin to somewhat distance ourselves from our colleagues because we've retired the people that we work with, we are not seeing on a regular basis. And so it becomes easily to easy to become increasingly isolated and separated off from the people who can be some of our most meaningful relationships and community. And so it's important to keep those connections. In the previous episode, Corbin and I were talking in regards to somewhat op- opposing views to social media and to things like Facebook. Uh, for him, it is a bit more of a distraction and it's not beneficial. For me, having moved around the country and having friends who are spread across the globe, it is probably one of the only ways that I can maintain a more continuous connection with some of these relationships from my past. And so it it isn't a perfect community uh, because you're you know, not able to see these people and you're generally communicating in short little blurbs, but it does foster that sense of community. It does keep me connected to people from my past and kind of know where people are and how, if I need to connect with them, I can reach out to them pretty easily and quickly. Uh, but it also kind of gives us a sense of belonging. But in addition to continuing to foster and maintain those relationships that are more distant, it is very important that we have more relationships that are in greater proximity. And so as we prepare for third age and on into fourth age, we have to consider how our plans are going to impact our relationships and potential future relationships. You know, as we look at maybe moving from the community we've been living in for much of our second age and move into a new community, how easily is it going to be for us to create new relationships? Or how easy is it going to be to kind of maintain friendships? And what what's going to be the impact of leaving behind some of these other relationships? We move away from family. How well connected are we going to be to them? And I know it's challenging within my own family. I have my siblings are spread from Maryland to Iowa to West Virginia. Uh, my dad is in Arizona. My in-laws on my wife's side, her mother's in Florida. She has a sister in Florida, one in Virginia brother in California, another one in New Jersey. It's it's hard to stay connected. And thankfully, we do have the technologies that enable us to remain somewhat connected. But we have to consider, you know, our kids as we move into third age, maybe moving away from us. And how are we going to maintain those connections with them, potentially grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on. And so that becomes a very important part of our planning into our third age is how are the decisions that we're going to make impact our ability to foster relationships and community. And then number six is consider sustainability. We're told to reflect on the impact of your actions on the environment and future generations. Strive to make choices that promote sustainability, both in personal lifestyle and broader societal initiatives. And I think we're seeing this a lot in our society now. Sustainability is being pushed more and more. Some people are much more resistant to it than others. But we have to consider that, you know, I always like to speak in regards to the tragedy of the commons. A um, 1968, I believe it was, article by 
Garrett Harden, I share this often with my, my students. I have them kind of reflect on how healthcare relates to this idea of the commons. But, you know, we can only take out so much of from the environment and from even things like healthcare and things like that without adding to the cost to other people. And even though our small little bit of taking may not have in itself a significant impact, how much we begin to collectively take out has much, much greater impacts. And yeah, people will argue climate warming and those types of things. For me, I look more at rather than what if impact is my consumption of petroleum products, you know, gasoline, oil have on you know, the carbon footprint and the environment, it's more so there's only a certain amount of resources that are available. And as population grows, and as we take these finite resources and begin to diminish them, what is left for us in our future as well as future generations? And so I think it's worthy of consideration to think about sustainability. And there's a lot of ways that we can look at sustainability as we go into third age. One way is finances. Finances. Can we, in fact, sustain a lifestyle that will allow us to have the income and the resources necessary that can last us if our third age and our fourth age are much longer than we anticipate? And we are living longer in these generations. And with improved healthcare, we are spending more time in not only third age, but even fourth age, we're able to prolong that. And so are our resources sustainable? Are we able to live a life that can, in a sense, be infinite? You know, we, we don't know how long we have left on this earth. You know, it could be a short period of time. It could be a very long period of time. And ideally, as we've been promoting on this podcast, third age should be as long as possible and it should be as rewarding and fulfilling as possible. And then hopefully our fourth age will be rather short as we've lived a healthy life and that period of decline toward death is going to be you know, a matter of hopefully days or weeks rather than years. But we also have to consider the very likely possibility that fourth age could be prolonged for us. And there's going to be significant costs for health care and for personal care, for housing and those types of things. So is our plan sustainable? Can we continue to live as long and as productively as we want? without becoming a drain on our personal resources or on you know, the resources available to our families and to our children. So number seven is plan for contingencies. You know, we need to acknowledge that plans may change, and there's certainly the great likelihood that unforeseen events may occur. And so we need to have flexibility in our plans and consider potential alternative paths to adapt to those changing circumstances. And so one thing that certainly comes to mind for me is, is prepare for third age and you prepare to go into retirement somewhere, some retirement community, whether you're going to age at home or move into more of a continuous care retirement community where 
you can progress from a more healthy third age to you know the the worst possible scenario in fourth age we have to plan for the possibility that those plans may change you know if we are looking at wanting to live at home and you know retire age at home and stay where we are until we pass we have to consider well as our physical capabilities decline can we still manage to live in the home that we live in for a lot of the elderly as the knees become weak and as walking and mobility become an issue having a two three-story house can be quite difficult so do we need to maybe move into a single story home you know a home that doesn't have a lot of outdoor stairs you know we considered this when we moved out to Oregon and that was 15 years ago you know we had parent parents who are in the you know, their retirement years or at least nearing retirement years at that time. And we had to consider as they age and they come to visit, will they be able to, you know, be able to move through the home? And we looked at a lot of homes. It's like, as soon as you pulled up to the front of the address, you realize, nope, this is out because there's like 20 stairs from the driveway up to the front door. That's not going to work well for somebody who is aging. You see a lot of homes now that are designed to have the master on the main floor. And that is particularly looking forward into more senior years where mobility might become an issue and you don't have to deal with managing those stairs. So as you plan, realize that you know we want to plan for our ideal scenario, but realize that there could be changes in that plan and we have to plan for the worst as well as the best. And if we plan for contingencies, both financially and within our physical environment, um, within our social communities and so on, then we're going to be better able to adapt to any uncertainties that might come in the future. And then number eight is take action and iterate. Act upon your plans and aspirations. Take small steps towards your goals. We talk a lot on this podcast about baby steps. One of my favorite movies is What About Bob? And it's all about baby steps. And be prepared to adjust your approach as you gain new insights and experiences. Again, if we go back to number four, where we are looking at staying informed and being open-minded as we're keeping up with current events and emerging technologies and social developments, as we get to number eight in this list, that's going to help us to adjust our plans as we move forward, as new opportunities present themselves that can can make that third age a bit easier for us. Maybe there's better investment things that we can do as we are nearing the end of our second age as we get closer to retirement. Um, you know, there are ways that we can adjust our finances so that we're going to be better prepared for third and fourth age. Uh, as we look at changes in the economy and changes in, you know, politics across the country, you know, we might have been planning to retire to one particular state but another state becomes more appealing based on changes politically and financially. Um, we want to be goal-oriented and, and take small steps towards those goals. So be always of a goal mindset. You know, and that's going to be spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, and social. 
Uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about the physical steps that we can take to improve our health and our performance. We want to be as functional as we can going into third age and again, try and minimize that fourth age as much as possible. So when we look at this response that we got from ChatGPT, they concluded, remember, planning for a future era or phase requires a balance between setting goals and being adaptable to change. While it's important to have a vision and plan ahead, it's equally crucial to remain open to the possibilities that may unfold along the way. So this brings us to kind of what should we consider when planning for successful aging or aging well? And I think what we'll do is we will save that for a part two to this episode, and we'll consider that in the next episode. So until then, keep aging well. Thank you for listening. I hope you benefited from today's podcast. And until next time, keep aging well.